Hi, everyone. My name is Trika Wheeler, and I want to welcome you to the Professional DNA Podcast. I am here as your career mindset strategist and the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a professional development and consulting company. I am so passionate about leveraging strategy to advance in anything you do in life. It's my passion and my mission to help you strategically navigate your professional journey and help you to discover your professional DNA, your defined natural ability to succeed. I am here to help you discover your unique value and to shift those mindsets and design a strategy to help you advance in your career, make more money, and do so all while achieving work-life harmony. That's right, your career, your professional life, and your personal life coexisting and working harmoniously together. It's time for you to win, and I'm here to help you cross the finish line. Grab that notebook, grab that pen, and let's jump in. Hey, hey, Achievers, how are you? This is Tarika Wheeler, your career mindset strategist, and welcome to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. Today, 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 I'm so ready for today's conversation because I've been talking, I've been talking to some people. I've spent um, a few months since the beginning of 2022 talking to uh, recruiters, some of the top recruiters in the country who are in major industries of technology and fintech and uh, healthcare, finance, a little bit of everything. Just those that are within my network and those that I was able to reach out to um, on uh, networking platforms, asking them some, some good questions. And one of the things that was really interesting for me to understand, especially as this country has been coming out of a pandemic, which we're still in, by the way, but we're all, we're, we're, it's looking good, right? <laughs> we're headed in the right direction, is what do employers really want? You know, we talk a lot about the great resignation and that it actually is an employee market right now, kind of like you say, it's a buyer's market. It's an employee market. Employees are fed up. Employees are Uh, setting boundaries. They're starting to decide what's negotiable versus what's not negotiable, starting to show up for themselves in their careers. And they're making some, some decisions. And so companies, organizations are trying to retain good talent. They're trying to, you know, keep their employees, but some are changing, some are moving around and they're just fine, right? Which is fine. But employers still want good talent. Employers still want to make sure that the teams that they have, the divisions that they have, the leaders that they have are good employees that are going to bring them a set of skills, a set of capabilities and talents that's going to help them achieve their goals, right? So with that, I wanted to do some digging. I was was really proud of myself. I kind of tapped into my communications, journalism world and wanted to just pose a couple of questions. And I'm going to tell you, there were a ton of common themes, and those are the things that I want to address today. And I'm going to share six things with you. Okay. So we're going to talk about what employers are looking for and, and which I am super, super, super excited to share with you what every single one of these recruiters thought to be the secret sauce. And you have it. You have it already. 
And I, I cannot wait to just blow your mind. But we're not going to start with the secret sauce. We're going we're gonna to build up to that. And we're going to get through these six things that employers are really looking for. Okay? You guys ready? Get that notebook. By now, guys, you have your notebook. You're ready to rock and roll. If you don't, pause. Go grab it. Because you need to catch these six things. And you need to learn your secret sauce. The secret sauce. Think about your favorite sauce. Like your favorite condiment times 10 because we're going to talk about what it is and how you can leverage that right leverage it to actually advance in your career honestly to actually increase your salary yeah yeah we're talking a little money today guys so i'm i, I can't wait i'm super excited all right let me get not get ahead of myself so there was this article uh right at the beginning of 2022 and it was on uh, cn cnbc and it talked about the top three skills employers are looking for in 2022, according to career experts. And I think all of these are great. I wanted to share them with you. Um, it's a very easy article to find. And um, it, it really just goes through these core things. And I, and I think each one of them is fundamental, but they also are a bit different from what some of the recruiters said. And so I think all of them are great. And But I want us to start here with a kind of a foundation. So in this article from CNBC, CNBC, they quoted actually a um, a report, and it was the Future of Work Global Report that Monster puts out. And it says, according to Monster's Future of Work Global Report, which included responses from 3,000 business leaders in September, so September of 2021, 58% of employers said finding candidates with the right skills has been their biggest hiring challenge during the pandemic. Finding candidates with the right skills has been the biggest hiring challenge during the pandemic. Another 63% of employers that were a part of this survey, however, said they would hire someone, get this, with transferable skills, think things like teamwork, time management, or leadership, and train them on the technical aspects of the job. I want you to catch this one, okay? 63% of employers that were a part of this survey of 3,000 business leaders said they would hire someone with transferable skills, meaning skills that you can take from one industry to another, from one company and or organization to another, and they are still incredibly valuable and relatable, right? And the things that were noted were things like teamwork, time management, or leadership. These companies, this 63% of these business leaders, they were willing to train them on the technical aspects. Let me tell you what that means. You could go into the tech field or tech industry, or you could go into areas of healthcare that don't require you to have a particular license to practice. Like <laughs> I'm not saying hospitals are saying, hey, because you have great time management and project management skills, you can come be a surgeon. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Okay. But let's, so let's keep it, let's keep it real. That's not what I'm saying. But in some of these other areas that don't require specific, a specific license or a certification to to operate or what have you, or a, a particular degree. Um, no one's letting people go into courtrooms and be judges and or attorneys if they do not have the proper credentialing and schooling, right? But in those instances where they can step aside 
and 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 look past the technical aspects of the job and train because you're just so good in these other areas with your transferable skills is powerful. It's powerful. So you may say, okay, Tarika, well, what are those three things? Okay, well, let me tell you. The first one was dependability. <laughs> I can't even talk today. Dependability. That was the first one, okay? The second one was communication. Clear communication. Clear communication. And I will say, you know, in this article, they talk about the communication is super critical. It's critical to recruiters, especially because companies continue to have this hybrid work environment. So many of you may have gone back to work. I know. It's okay. I know. It's okay. And when I say going back to work, that means you have gone back to work and you're back physically in the office. Woosah. Deep breath in, deep breath out. Some of you are back in the office, hybrid style, right? Couple of days a week, not 100%. And some of us are remote. But because of this hybrid situation across the workforce, communication is critical because you're managing, engaging, and interacting with people in very different environments. And being in those environments absolutely impacts their performance, their productivity, um, the efficiency, all types of things, right? So having strong communication is critical more than ever right now. And then the third one was problem solving, was problem solving. And this article talks about the pandemic has really required any and everybody to be more resilient and be able to adapt in the face of change, right? Problem solving has become more and more essential to industries in which perhaps it wasn't as essential before because we are in such different environments. We're very fragmented a bit in these hybrid situations. So employers want people who can be quick, quick on their feet, easy to shift, right? Can pivot very quickly. Okay, so that's that's what was in that article, and I and I loved it. I've, I've read it a couple times. I remember coming across it um, early in the year when it came out in, in January, and referencing in a bit. But as I was, you know, getting ready to talk to y'all, I wanted to bring it up again and just give you a sense of what I would say is the bare minimum, right? The bare minimum that in this day and age, those core things, the dependability the communication, right? Those are absolutely critical. Problem solving, absolutely critical in this day and age. Those are areas that you have got to ensure that you have refined and you are continuing to sharpen because they are critical in today's workforce. But that's not even the six. <laughs> that's not even the six. And and I say that because you may find a couple that are... Um, similar to it, but I want to give it to you in the way that it was given to me, because I feel like these six are just gems, just absolute gems. You ready? You ready? You ready for me to stop playing around and give them to you guys? <laughs> okay. I, I want to give them to you. Okay. All right. So the first one is, is kind of tiered. It's kind of tiered. Get ready to write this down. The three C's. The first one is kind of tiered. And uh, this was really interesting because it was a theme that kind of came through in these conversations, but I paired them together because of the strength of them, okay? Three Cs, competency, creativity, and confidence. 
competency, creativity, and confidence. Employers want to know that the talent that they're bringing in are competent, meaning meaning that they actually know how to do the work. They're actually going to become be able to come in and perform. If they are supposed to be an expert, a subject matter expert in a particular space, their expectation is that you're able to do that. Their expectation is that they're not going to have to teach you. If you come in at a senior level, come in and be senior. If you come in at an executive level and you're entering into the C-suite, have an executive presence and be willing to be willing and ready to activate on that executive presence because that's what they've hired you to do. So many times, so one of the recruiters that I spoke to um, that's really in the healthcare space, and she said so many times, people put on a good show. I was like, what do you mean by that? And she said, you know, candidates put on a good show. They have an incredible ability to interview well. They have paid hundreds and hundreds of dollars for individuals to help them with their resumes and their cover letters. And they just, because they happen to be great with public speaking and they're very articulate, they put on a good show. And what happens when hiring managers or others who are on these panels, you know, don't, can't get past the 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 facade, if you will, they end up with talent that can't really deliver on the investment that they just made, right? So we talk about return on investment. They 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 tend to be in a place where someone has performed at an Oscar award winning level, and they get in and they are not able to execute, right? And actually, you know pay up, if you will, <laughs> with their performance. Um, and it's incredibly frustrating. And so they're looking for competency. And more and more, they're looking to do uh, assessments, right? Lots of questions are becoming scenario-based because it's one thing to rehearse your talking points and know your resume and have a couple of uh, situations to speak to. It's another to really be able to speak to various different scenarios that are going to test your ability to utilize your skill sets, to utilize your the tools that you have in your toolbox and your experience and expertise. Pair that all together to answer those questions. But the the, the out of the three C's, the first one was competency, and that one is huge. The second of the three C's was creativity. Recruiters are being pressured and pushed and held accountable to actually make sure that they are bringing in those who have creative thinking, that they are bringing in individuals that can have a creative approach to problem solving. Okay, and we're going to come back to problem solving in a bit, but they're looking for creativity. So I don't, I'm not saying from an, an arts or graphic design perspective, or, you know, if you are in that strategic communications, uh, health communications world, I'm not talking about creativity in that nature. They're thinking about, can you go outside the box? Can you think beyond, go beyond the status quo and be creative in how you are approaching that position, that project? Make sense? And then that third C is confidence. And this one was big for me because of, of course they want us to be confident. Of course, companies want you to come in and be able to stand tall and stand strong to be confident. 
Because when you're confident, your performance is different. Your quality tends to be different because you are confident in your ability to come in and handle your business. So they're not looking for someone who is timid, who cannot speak to the value that they bring or will bring into that company and or team or organization. So those three C's, which is number one, I know you're like, wait a minute, Trinka, that's three. Mm -mm, That's number one. Those three C's were consistent across this group of recruiters that I was speaking with. And so I lumped them together and called number one, the three C's, okay, or C cubed. You want to be cute with it. (laughs) Okay. All right. So now let's go to number two. Now let's go to number two. The second area in which they spoke to consistently was attitude. Employers are looking for individuals. They're looking for talent that have positive attitudes. And I know some of you right now is like, what my attitude have to do with it? The fact that you had to ask yourself that question is the problem. Your attitude is also connected to the way that you perceive life, the way that you perceive what you are going to be able to tackle, complete, challenge, whatever it may be, when not only you're just in life, but in the workplace. So they are looking for you to come in with a positive can do, will do attitude. So many times professionals go into jobs, they get the little offer letter, you sign it, you're ready to go. It's like, I hope they don't ask me to do anything else. Wow, you don't want to advance at all, do you? And I'm not saying for people to put on a ton of extra roles or responsibilities onto you, but if you go in with that attitude, then you're already cutting yourself off from seeking opportunities to grow. So I'm not talking about companies putting more on you, but you being in a place to have a positive attitude that allows you to operate in a place of excellence within your current role, but also keep your eyes open and you're observant and you're learning and you're taking in the company so that you can seek opportunities. You can create your own opportunities for advancement. They want you to have a positive attitude. Okay? They want you to have a positive attitude. Second thing, which I touched on a little bit as we were um, talking about that article, is adaptability. We have to be able to operate in places of change. This pandemic has shown us that we don't always know how to pivot quick enough. And in some instances, we didn't really have a choice because the pandemic shut us down in 2020. It literally decapitated companies right? Companies had to just stop in some regard because they were not prepared for what they needed to be able to do, let alone were their staff and their teams and their leaders prepared. So in 2022, they're looking, because who knows, after after this pandemic, guys, oh my goodness, who knows what could happen? Like this was beyond, I think, the wildest thoughts that we would see a pandemic like this impact this country. Other countries, okay, maybe, right? I think people kind of think about that. Like, oh, this is not something that would impact the U.S. We see this in other places. But we have been in a pandemic since 2020, and it is now 2022. Be very clear. And so companies are looking for, they're seeking, they're yearning to have individuals that can be adaptable. 
adaptability is something that they want to know. And you're going to, if you, if you are exploring, so rather if you are in your current job, you are exploring a new job, right? A new career, perhaps, or you're looking to advance in your current role, right? You're looking to go to another level. You're looking to be promoted. I'm telling you right now, adaptability and how you manage and operate in the midst of change is going to be huge. If you're shaking your head right now saying, oh, I can't deal, I, I cannot deal with all this change. There's a new policy every other week. They One day they want us to be on Teams. The next day they want us to be on Zoom. If you are exuding that energy and that's what you're vocalizing, I'm telling you right now, you're cutting yourself off from opportunity because what you are vocalizing and, and giving the visual to leaders, to others on your team is that you're not adaptable. Adaptability is huge. Adaptability is huge, okay? So number one, those three C's. Number two, positive attitude. Number three, adaptability. We are halfway there. We're halfway there and we still got to get to the what? The secret sauce, okay? The secret sauce. So number four, number four. This is huge and I talk about this all the time with teams that I manage. We have to be in a position to where we are willing to be constant learners, constant learners. We are seeking to grow our knowledge. We're, we're seeking to sharpen our skills. So one of the other common themes that came about with these conversations with recruiters was that they are looking for talent and staff that are motivated to grow and learn. Do you know that it costs companies way more money to actually hire new staff versus upskilling or reskilling their current staff? Why do you think companies actually have professional development resources and funds that you can leverage to go get trainings or, you know, go to a conference and such? Do you think they're doing it out of the kindness of their hearts because they want to provide you with all of these amazing and wonderful benefits? Do you really? Let me tell you something. While you might have a company that has a fantastic culture, you may have a company that has wonderful, empathetic leadership. One thing that one thing for all companies is they are looking at the bottom line. They are looking at where the return on the investment is, and they are looking at how to retain good talent. Okay, and a part of that retention strategy has to do with making sure that they are providing learning opportunities right? They're providing you professional development opportunities. But on the other side of that, what these recruiters were saying is that they are looking for talent that is seeking growth, seeking out opportunities to learn. And believe it or not, that can actually come through in your resume. So let's say you're actually uh, going back to school right now. You know, perhaps that's you. You would include where you're going to school and what's your expected graduation date. Why? Because that's an incredible way to show that you are about, one, finishing what you started, and two, if, if that's the case, perhaps you may not have started and you're, you're jumping in brand new, but I know for a lot of times, you know, learning, um, adults that are doing adult learning programs or they return back to university, institution to complete their schooling, they're an adult learner. A lot of times it's because they started and they, they're coming back to finish. I know that was me. I, I definitely started college straight out of high school, but did not finish until I was early 30s, right? So that definitely was my narrative. That was my story. And companies are impressed by that, especially when you, if you're working full time, 
Um, let's say you are a parent, right? Perhaps there are other things that you have going on and they look at the caliber and the type of job that you're doing, plus you're going to school. Wow, that's showing them that you are a heck of a, a person who can manage time. And this is without them even knowing what's really happening in your day to day. You may say, oh, if they knew what was really going on. But on that piece of paper, what it shows them is that you have the ability to operate in this space and you're looking for advancement and growth because you're looking for another job opportunity, promotion, what have you. And you've also got this incredible plight to finish school, right? Or to get your degree. So they want to see that. They want to see certifications and trainings, anything that requires you to have a certificate, anything that actually gives you a certificate at the end of your training that is relevant to that company or organization. They want to see that because it is showing them that you are willing, you're motivated to grow and to learn. Okay. Incredibly. And and I was talking, so one of the recruiters who's, um, in the financial space, actually in banking, he said that for him, you know, he's, he is willing, he's kind of like within that article, he's willing to teach some of the technical things, right? You may not know their particular software that they utilize within the company, but if he's been able to understand how that person has a desire and a motivation to learn, they can come in and learn that software. There's going to be an onboarding process to help them with that. But I'm able to see through the interview process and through their resume and cover letter that there is a desire. There's an incredible amount of motivation to grow and learn. Okay? So we've got one. We've got two. We've got three. We've got four. You guys ready for number five? Ready for number five? Five is a big one. Five is a big one. They want to see... They want to see that you are self-motivated. This is different from motivated to grow and learn, that you are self-motivated. And what I think is so incredibly powerful about self-motivation is that when we understand our why and our core values, we can be self-motivated because there's something larger that's driving how we show up every day. It's not the job. It's not the position. It's not the company. It's something deeper. Companies want to know that there's something that is fiery and passionate about that person, about that that individual that they're looking to bring onto their team or that they're looking to elevate somewhere within their company. They want you to be self-motivated. Why? Self-motivation is a key component to being a hard worker because you are going to strive for excellence. You're going to strive to perform well every single task because you're motivated right? It's those that don't have a good sense of their core and their why, those that don't have a good sense of vision that oftentimes become unmotivated. Or sometimes we put ourselves in a situation in our careers where we're unfulfilled because we never tapped into the true motivation, the true why, okay? So it's incredibly important to understand that employers want to know you're self-motivated. And they're going to ask questions, right? Hiring managers and recruiters who were doing these screenings, questions have changed over the past five to 10 years. They're going to ask questions to get at and understand what's that sense of motivation, right? The questions are not all just going to be about skill sets and capabilities. They're going to go deeper because they need to have a deeper connection with the talent. Why? Because they want to retain them. They want to retain talent. 
They want to retain their employees. It costs them way too much to keep starting over. Okay? Unless they have brand new resources and streams of funding that are coming in to add positions, every single time they lose a staff person, every single time there is an unexpected vacancy, many companies are losing money because they have to start over again. Okay? So it's another way of thinking about this. It's definitely another way to think about it. And it's why I believe employers and, and hiring managers or employers for sure, but hiring managers and recruiters are really, really honing in on it goes beyond the resume. That there are things that employers are really looking for right now that go beyond kind of the status quo. Okay. All right. The last one is huge. The last one is huge. And then we're going to get to the secret sauce, guys. Okay. The last one is huge and it's quality. Employers are looking for quality and not, not thinking about quality in um, quality of employee, right? Quality of the talent, but they're looking for quality in your work. When you are asked to submit work product or writing samples, or you're asked to take an assessment, please know that they are trying to assess more than just your skills. They are also looking to assess quality because lack of quality costs time and money that sometimes you can't get back, especially depending on the space in which you're in. I talked with a recruiter that was in kind of the pharma uh, manufacturer area uh, area in industry. And she said, you know, quality and quality control is huge. It's huge for the company. And they ask a lot of questions around quality in their interviews because they're trying to understand how individuals manage and control quality. You may say, oh, for you, for my little project management people who are listening, you're like, okay, okay, Tarika, PM. No, 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 no. She said, not even from a project management perspective. They're looking at the, just the quality of work. What processes do you have to ensure that what you are submitting and turning in, you've done your internal, your own quality checks? Guys, there's too many times that we're submitting work and we haven't done our own quality checks, right? Quality assurance checks of our work. And I'm, I'm guilty of it. There are times where I'm moving too fast and something goes forward and someone will catch something and I am mortified. I'm mortified because I did not take the time to go through my own quality checks or my own quality assurance checks. Quality is huge and companies don't want to have to spend additional money and resources because staff are not ensuring the quality of their work. Imagine if, you know, what you were working on, the project you're working on, the product that you were working on, imagine if it went straight to the client or straight to the end user. They, they trusted you so much that it went straight to the, to the client straight to the person that's going to utilize that tool or just needs those talking points or needs that report. How confident are you in the quality of your work? Quality control and quality checks is huge at the management level, right? So we talk about different layers, you know, of within organizations and different roles within organizations and managers are oftentimes responsible, right, for managing and directing and monitoring and controlling the work. 
And a part of that is quality. So if, if you're thinking, you know, well, oh gosh, Trick, I'm ready to be a manager. I'm 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 ready to stop, you know, working at kind of the support staff level or working on a particular team in this level. I'm I'm really ready to manage. Are you? Because managing is not just about managing people. You then are assuming responsibility and accountability for all of the work that is coming out of that team and taking it and being escalated to the next level, whatever that may be, to, to the next level of leadership, to a client, to an end user who's going to use whatever your team produced. So quality has to be top of mind. And this is so important for recruiters. And they're asking questions about it in, re- in their interviews. They're looking to understand. They're looking for key words in your resume that speak to quality, especially of quality control and, and managing quality is a big piece of your role, right? It's huge in project management. When I got my PMP and I was taking my certification exam for the second time, guys, <laughs> um, I had an incredible amount of questions around quality. And my, uh, I guess, mentor and boot camp leader, you know, he told us there's going to be more questions on quality on these exams than ever before because of how critically important quality is, especially within the project management space. So quality is huge. Quality is huge. So we went through, number one, the three C's, right? Competency, creativity, and confidence. Number two, positive attitude. Number three, adaptability. Number four, motivated to grow and learn. Number five, self-motivation, but self-motivation because it's a key component of hard work. And number six, quality. Those were the six common themes that I pulled apart from my conversations with recruiters over these past few months. And they've been phenomenal conversations. They've been hilarious. Like some of the stories... (laughs) y'all showing out in these interviews, y'all showing out in interviews, I'm telling you, but some of the stories, um, and not from violation from an HR perspective. So don't, don't be like, oh my goodness, you have no, nobody was breaking any rules, breaking any laws, but just some of the stories of their own, like as they, in their own journey and being recruiters were just hilarious. And it's really helped them even sharpen how they show up as employees and talent within companies and organizations. And as they are going through countless, you know, conversations, emails, LinkedIn pings, and trying to connect with potential talent, they are, you know, helping to do the screenings before the official interview process and setting up panels. These are the types of things that have really stood out and what's been really shown to be more and more important in this year. Are y'all ready for the secret sauce? Are y'all ready for the secret sauce? And I, I'm telling you, okay, I'm telling you, y'all gonna think, Tarika, you're making this up. You just know, I'm not making this up. I wish that I could. I'm not making this up. The secret sauce, the secret sauce, and I'm, I am calling it the secret sauce because it was just so strong out of every single one of these recruiters that I talked to. And when I think about what has really helped me advance in my career? The secret sauce. The secret sauce. Know the secret sauce. It's not about, you know, investing in yourselves and getting a coach or a strategist, even though that is definitely a secret weapon that you have. It's a secret weapon that you have and that you should call upon and leverage when you're ready. 
to begin to work with a coach or a strategist that can help you build that strategic plan, map out that career plan and that path forward and help you develop the strategies and tactics and activities that are going to help you execute that so you can meet your goals, right? Working with a coach or a strategist to understand negotiation tactics, working with a coach or a strategist to be in a place to learn how to really network, how to really leverage digital technology even to network and build up your, uh, if you will, professional capital within the workforce as a whole, right? Within your industry, but also within your company. So, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm not talking about that. The secret sauce the secret sauce that was so consistent across every single one of these recruiters, get this, is knowing how to connect to what's important to the company. Boom. The secret sauce for any employee is knowing how to connect to what's most important to the company. It was a resounding theme among every single one of them that those who they see excel in organizations, that it, 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 it's amazing to them, but never really shocks them that they this a particular candidate that wows them they're not shocked that they see them in a different position in a year. They're not shocked that they see them in a different, you know, division or even some people actually advancing into management leadership or perhaps even the C-suite within two to three years because they learned how to use what I'm saying is the secret sauce. Let me break it down for you. Companies have to live, right? I just want, I just want you to get this. I, I, I was thinking about like, how can I break this down for you guys? How, how can I break this down for my achievers? How can I break this down for those of you that I know you are ready to take your career, to take this professional journey to a whole nother level? How can I break this down for you? Okay. Companies need to survive. Companies need to make money. Companies have a bottom line, right? Even nonprofits have a bottom line. Everybody has a bottom line. Companies and organizations have goals. And many companies and organizations also have strategic plans. Or they have uh, targets, right? Mark, maybe targets that they're wanting to make in a particular year or quarter. But there's something in which they are measuring their success. There's something in which they are monitoring to ensure that they continue to thrive in their industries. There are goals at the leadership and ownership level that they are looking to meet and exceed so that their companies can not just survive, but can thrive and grow and oftentimes scale. The secret sauce that I'm referring to is your ability to tap into that. Your ability to understand that, yes, I have a job description. Sure do. And yes, 
I have particular tasks and projects and responsibilities that I have within my team, right? Within my division, within the organization. However, comma, <laughs> you need to think bigger. And employers are looking for the strategic thinkers that are seeking out ways to contribute to the things that are most important to them. Okay? Let me go a little bit deeper. If you know that your company wants to, making this up, increase their market, their their impact in a particular market by 25%. You know that's one of their goals, right? You need to identify what is it that you do in your job that is contributing directly and or indirectly to meeting that goal, okay? What are you doing in your job to help the company meet and or exceed that goal. You say, Tarika, how in the world am I supposed to know about the goal? Well, guess what? You ask not, you have not because you ask not. A lot of times when we get moments in time with leadership or management, we're not asking the right types of questions. Ask questions that are showing that you are interested, you are curious about the goals the strategic direction of the company, of the team, of the division. What it is demonstrating is that you are concerned and potentially even capable of helping them meet the goals that they may have that are most important to them. But if you don't ask, if you don't position yourself, put yourself in rooms and conversations to learn, and you just continue to do those little beautiful bullets on your job description, collect that little cost of living increase at the end of each year, or the small little incremental, you know, pay raise that you might get from here to here. If that's okay with you, then keep it on, keep on, keep it on. But I don't think that's why you're here. I don't think that's why you listen to professional DNA. I think that you listen to professional DNA because you want to understand how you can advance, how you can get to another level in your career, how you can leverage your defined natural abilities to succeed, which is your professional DNA. That's why you're here. So if you marry that secret sauce (laughs) and you put that secret sauce and pour a little bit of that on your professional DNA, you mean to tell me that that's not a perfect recipe, a perfect yummy recipe for you achieving the desired success that you want to see in your career. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. What is your defined natural ability to succeed? What is your professional DNA? What are things that you are naturally good at? And then how do you connect that to what is most important to the company? You mean you're going to take something where you go exceedingly and abundantly to another place and can deliver on it like nobody else? And you marry that with what is most important to a company? That's amazing. Like the bell should be going off right now, guys. Like you should be, the the firing should be happening. And like, I get it. Yes, it's about what you're currently responsible for doing. But I always talk about this. I'm like a broken record about demonstrating value. 
The secret sauce is about demonstrating value, but specifically demonstrating the value down to what's most important to the company. And I've said this before, but hearing it from these recruiters, I was like, oh, boom, that's the secret sauce. (laughs) That's the secret sauce. And I had to share that with you today because you got it. You have, you have the ability already. And not only do you have the secret sauce, but you also know how you can leverage one of those superpowers of yours, which is your professional DNA. If you're still challenged a little bit with your professional DNA, I want you to actually be sure that you get my ebook. I know that I said only for the month of March, I was going to do this promo and the ebook was only going to be like $29, right? I just have to keep it going because I've gotten so much great feedback around it that I'm just going to keep it going for a bit. Okay. The ebook is regularly priced at 65. It is going to be $29. I'm actually even thinking about, uh, yeah, I I just, I I may keep that on there at least for the full month of April because you got to understand how how to discover your professional DNA and literally how to activate on it. And when you marry that with the things that we've talked about today, plus the secret sauce, it's game changing. It's game changing. You're unstoppable. Unstoppable. Okay. So that's what I have for you guys today. That's it. You want to learn how to get that ebook? If you're following me on Instagram, professional underscore DNA, click the link in my bio. You can go right there and grab the ebook. Um, if you uh, are not on Instagram and or on Facebook, uh, that's okay. You can just send me an email, info at yourprofessionaldna.com, info at yourprofessionaldna.com. Let me know you want the ebook and we'll get it over to you. We'll get you a link so that you can purchase it, okay? It is a phenomenal, phenomenal ebook. It's teaching you five simple steps to unlock that unique code, to discover your unique code, which is your professional DNA. And layer that with the things that we're talking about each week. Layer that with that secret sauce. Mm, 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 mm. Boom. Game changing. Okay. Guys, you know how I feel about you. And if you don't know by now, I don't know where you've been. You have everything inside of you. Every single thing inside of you to be your best and unique self. It's all sitting right there. All you got to do is activate on it. Okay. You have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. And what is that? Your professional DNA. Your defined natural abilities to succeed. I cannot wait for you to tap into that for real. (laughs) The kids say sometimes for real, for real. I cannot wait because it's going to be game changing. It's going to be game changing. For some of you, it's already been game changing and I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. You're winning. I want everybody to win. Okay. Have an amazing week. Amazing week. Until next time. Bye.